Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner for the Next Step Journey is Chris Maxwell. Together we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, spiritual growth, vocation, or even your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. Welcome again to Next Step Leadership Podcast. Uh, Tracy Reynolds um, and I, Chris Maxwell, love the conversations that we're able to have with one another and with friends. And we appreciate you taking time to listen and tell others about Next Step Leadership Podcast. Tracy, it's good to get together again. Yes, it really is. I just want to encourage folks that if you enjoy this podcast, Pass the, don't keep that a secret. Let people know that. It means the world to us that you would take the, the few minutes uh, once a week on Thursdays we release this and you guys follow that up. And if you just do us a favor and uh, subscribe, then you'll get it automatically each week. And if you really, really like it, pass it on to friends. Or if you want to leave us uh, some comments and a rating, that would be fantastic. That just helps us get the word out uh, to other people. And uh, we're so glad to have Jason McCary back with us for the second uh, session. Uh, last last time we got off the mic and he says, I hope it didn't go too deep too fast. And I said, there's just no way, no such thing. I appreciate that um, there are people that I can have a conversation with once a month or once every six months. And it's just like I put a period there, started a new paragraph, and it's just, and Jason's one of those guys in my life. I, I miss seeing you every day, brother, but I am so glad that I know that you're a very real part of the fabric of my my real friends. So welcome back, Jason. Thank you guys very much for allowing me to share this time with you. I love both of you so much and uh, mm-hmm. true brothers in Christ. Yeah. Well, we well, care for you and just appreciate times like this. Yes. Well, man, we were talking about uh, really kind of formative things in our lives, things that have helped form us. And we all have the the awesome privilege of working with next generation. Uh, they happen to be students at a, at a Christian college uh, and in church world. But, you know, think back. We just want to help the next generation. Now, we want to help the next generation make good starts and good choices. But it's good to recall how God has been forming and is forming us now. So thinking back and to the world that you are, are currently in, uh, what are some of the things that you enjoy most about this part of your life? Yeah, you know, I was uh, in my, my early 40s. I'm, I'm 47 now, but I, probably around... Uh, 40 years old, really, um, I began to sense that I was probably in transition again and was praying about that and um, wasn't, uh, you know, I was enjoying kind of what I was doing. I had I'd pastored a church for, for years, um, for 13 years in Greenwood, South Carolina, and I was currently working full-time with uh the Upper South Carolina Conference is called Spirit Life Ministries now as Discipleship Ministries Director and overseeing the School of Ministry. And I worked, one of the things I loved the most about that uh, role was actually I worked a lot with with pastors and leaders um, week in and week out. Um, was visiting with pastors often, um, counseling with pastors at times and those kind of things, assisting uh, our conference bishop in some of those roles. But I began to sense that 
um, I was going to have to make some decisions about the next season of life in the ministry, what that needed to look like. And I didn't know that it would be in higher education, um, full-time on a campus. But when that opportunity presented itself, it felt like the right path. And it made sense to me because there's nothing that that I really wanted to do more uh, at the time when I felt like I was in transition than to pour back into others that sense uh, a call into what we often call vocational ministry. Again, I don't say that as though uh, everyone doesn't have uh, just as valuable of, of a call and purpose in God, but but that had been my life. Um, you know, at youth pastoring for a number of years, I was uh, the campus pastor in my mid-20s at uh, at a small Christian college, um, and then went into to senior pastor, lead pastor for for years, and then working with pastors. And so, yeah, now I'm here at Emmanuel College. Um, you know, I think about in a couple hours, uh, I'll be in the classroom. Um, I'll be talking about uh, evangelism and and church outreach today. You know, tomorrow tomorrow morning I'll be. Uh, teaching a, a preaching class tomorrow night i'll be uh, leading a pastoral care and counseling class you know and and i don't feel qualified if i'm being really honest i don't feel prepared but there's something about uh, even being in this world that is constantly preparing me you know i learn so much from the students i learn so much from my colleagues and it's 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 taxing if I'm being really honest. This is a different world for me. I'm I'm mm-hmm. I haven't gotten my feet under me yet. I don't feel, uh, but it but it it's all about pouring into not just the next generation because sometimes you know it's people my age or older who are sensing a a, a unique call of God upon their lives into mm-hmm. ministry. It's keeping my hand involved in the local church week in and week out yeah. as well, serving in those capacities. So. Yeah, I once heard somebody say that uh, we're, it's not our job to fill up the cups of the people around us, but it is our job to empty our cup. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and God has poured so much into you. Just listening to you talk about the various roles that you've had, I, I love that you feel inadequate. I think that's a great mm-hmm. starting place, Jason. Um, but I think that God can use that. And But you are obviously more than adequate because God has called you for such a time, and he uses you so deeply in the lives of those students. You're making a difference, my friend. Thank you. Um, I, love, I love the students. And, you know, these are, I never call them kids. Uh, most of them are young enough to be my children at uh, this age. But I never refer to them as kids. Uh, I always, even, I mean, we start off every class with prayer, but I always pray for these men and women of God. And, you know, I think it's so important to, um, now we're all God's children, but I think especially when we're dealing with um, college age students, student ministries, we don't need to talk down to them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're much more capable of, they're capable of much more than we, we often recognize and realize and you know this is not a generation of young people who um, are less than previous generations there there are ways in which um, their their 
intelligence, the information they've yeah. been exposed to um, already in their lives. I mean, there, there are a lot of dangers, uh, I think, in, in the culture and even the kind of social, social media society. Uh, you know, this is the first real Internet generation, if you will, that we're born, born into uh, th- this, this world that we now live in at the same time. Um, I think about my own son who is 17 years old. He's a high school graduate. He's getting ready to, uh, he's trying to make a college decision. Uh, we spent this past Friday at Furman University, um, and he was sitting down with the chair of the neuroscience department. <laughs> when I was 17 years old, um, neuroscience would have been the farthest thing from my mind. <laughs> you know, I wanted to be a rock star. Um, you know, uh, I want. I was, I cared more thing. about <laughs> it's kind of it is well that that's the true rock star if you will like yep. my son is um right now the upheaval in his, the upheaval in his own mind and heart is god you know how can i please you mm. you know with my with my life with with what you've um blessed me with he has a tremendous mind he's hard headed as hard headed as his <laughs> as his beautiful mama and his daddy <laughs> but um I mean, he wants he wants to make a difference in the world, mm. and like right now, he's battling with. He loves to run. He's a runner, and he could run at some smaller schools, some like NCAA D two type schools. Mm. Well, a place like Furman is D one. It has one of the best cross country and uh, teams in the in the nation, and he knows that uh, you know if he if he chooses to do something like that, he's probably not going to be able to run. And at 17 years old, that, that matters a lot to him. At the same time, there's something, there's someone, <laughs> uh, there's a spirit compelling him to push beyond the, the, the menial, the things that don't matter as much in the, in the full scheme of things. And that, that's not unique to my son. I bring that up because I see that day in and day out with these, with these students here that I, that I get to, to serve and, and work with. Uh, they're brilliant. They they love God. Um, they are. They will not settle for inauthentic movement and presence of God. They Amen. want what is real and tangible. And I, um, that's dangerous against the enemy. I would say. Mm. And I, you know, so that's that's the highlight of what I do. I mean, by far, that's the highlight. It's it's the time with the students um, where we share together and hopefully they're learning something from me, but I'm certainly learning from them. But if you were sitting with a group of them right now and one of them turns to you and, and says, Pastor Jason, I'm, you know, I've been hurt in church. I don't want to be around it. I love God, but I struggle with people. What should I do? How do you respond to that, Jason? Because we hear that a lot. We do hear that a lot, and um, maybe weekly, if not daily, almost. Um, the, the story that comes to my mind immediately from the Scripture is is Christ at the feet of His disciples. Hmm. And, you know, that is what it means to lead. That's what it means to be Christian. That's what it means when... Um, the fruit of God's spirit is becoming the produce and our lives are becoming the product of, of Christ in us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in John's gospel, 
in John chapter 12, there's the story of Mary, the sister of, of Lazarus and Martha, um, at the feet of Jesus. And if we're not careful in, in, in the church, we think that, that's, that that is the posture that God is after. Mm. Like we think that's what God is after. We actually think that's what worship is. And that certainly has its proper place. Our God is worthy of our, our lives, to use Paul's words, being a, a living a sacrifice. But when we turn, when we, when we flip to the next chapter in John's gospel, um, it's Jesus at the feet of his disciples. And that's what God's really after. And what... what I can never get past or get over about that story. It just it just plays over and over in my mind because I feel like, um, you know, for some time that's it's what the Spirit has been teaching me is number one. We we know God as Christians, but we don't know God hardly at all. But Christ calls us to follow Him. Not as spectators. Christ wants us to be yoked with him. Christ wants us in him and, and, and he in us. Christ shows us what it is to be truly human. He teaches us what the true character of God is like, but he also teaches us what it means to be truly human. What it means to be born not just of the first Adam, but to be born of the second Adam or the last Adam, as Paul calls Christ, that we've been born again. We've been born of water and of spirit. We've been born from above. And what that means is, is that we learn, if you will, to be born from above means to, uh, to, to choose to come low mm. and to serve, to, to, wash, to wash the feet of those like all of us who don't have it all together. Mm. You know, Jesus washes Peter's feet and Peter is going to deny him three times before the sun rises and the rooster mm. crows. Jesus washes Judas's feet. And moments later, Judas goes to sell him out. All of the disciples, perhaps except for maybe John, the beloved, forsake Christ in his darkest hour. But my point is, is that Jesus is right there loving them. Um, I was talking about we don't we shouldn't talk down to our students or our parishioners. I mean, he's not talking down to them. He's at their feet lifting them up. He's he's reminding them of who they really are. Um, and, and that's 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 ministry. That's what that's what God has called us to. And I think that is um, for me what that that, that translates into. Um, God wants to change many of our imaginations of him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of maybe at the core of um, where I find uh, my greatest passion is helping helping others reimagine the truth of who God is. Mm-hmm. Not that I have God figured out by any stretch of the imagination, but my own way of, of thinking about God and knowing God is so different than it was years ago. And it doesn't mean that God wasn't faithful and that God wasn't right. using me in some way, but I, but my perspective is much different than it was when I was 
18, 19 years old. Right. Um, so, yeah. I think that affects, um, when we think about where we were, it helps me to take pause and to remember that that's where these 18, 19 year olds are in a similar kind of framework. Um, but I, you said something that I love, and that is that you learn from your students. Um, I think at the beginning of every class, I certainly try to, uh, and I don't mean every class period, but every, when the day when we do the syllabus, the very first day, I just, I just tell them, listen, the only difference between you and me is I've just been at this a bit longer. Uh, but I'm going to learn from you, and I look forward to learning from you. And it's almost like you can see the look in their eyes like, really? I mean, I pay you. I mean, that's why you get paid the big bucks is to be the teacher. But no, we're all in this together, and we're in a different space than place than they are, and our understanding is still being formed in different ways. But we're coming alongside them at this particular time for whatever reason, God has us there to help cultivate uh, the reality of Christ in their lives as he's cultivating the same in us. Absolutely. I, and, you know, what I want, uh, you know, my students to know or my parishioners to know, whatever the context may be, is that we are we are on this journey together. Mm-hmm. Um, we 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 have been given eternal life and that eternal life will be together as well. In, in some respects, in ways that, that none of us can even really imagine. But at the same time, I think it, it's so important. Um, I kind of grew up, and you guys can, I would assume you can identify with this, but, you know, I did start in ministry very early. And in those days, at least in the circles that I was in, um, Christian leadership was really kind of a top-down type model. Mm-hmm. And... Um, in kind of Pentecostal charismatic circles at that time, there was a, the, the buzz was things along the lines of like spiritual authority. And, you know, I don't want to derail our conversation here to get into some of that. But my point in mentioning that is that um, I, I just don't, I don't buy into the, mm-hmm. <laughs> to those models. Um, Jesus told his disciples um, before he went away, he said, I don't call you servants, That's slaves. Right. I call you friends. friends. Mm-hmm. And whether others like it or not, I really don't care. My students, my parishioners, I mean, these are my friends. Yeah. These are my brothers and sisters in Christ. And their age uh, matters to me in the sense that I realize how, how formidable they are. Um, and that's important. But they're my friends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, walking that tension and that line of, of, you know, trying to balance that relationship isn't always easy. Mm. Um, but I want them to see me as a friend. And I don't think it's because I need more friends. Um, we all need friends. But that's not what I mean by that. I mean, we're walking together. We're yoked together with Christ. Mm-hmm. So, And yeah. that's that's what we need to hear. And, and Jason, uh, I didn't tell you I wanted to end with this, uh, but we talked about the importance of friendships and, and mentoring and being there and having the right perspective of our students. And there are times that, that we have, you know, the three of us, we've had serious conversations, prayed together and cried together. Those who are listening need somebody who will be there with them to pray with, to cry with, to learn together. But there's also been a lot of times that we just laugh together. 
and humor yeah. needs to be a part of this. So as you're thinking about those who are listening, as you're thinking about who will be your mentor, thought, yeah, let somebody be serious about God and the relationship with Jesus and being a follower of Christ. Take times uh, where you pray together, where you worship together, where you study and learn together, grieve together, work through difficult situations, but enjoy life together um, and laugh and experience those moments together. Well, guys, I, I love you both. Um, I'm thankful for each of you. And uh, Jason, thanks for taking the time to have the conversation with Tracy and with me. We love you. Uh, it's been my pleasure. Love you guys so much. And we're all just kind of learning this road together, trying to make sure that our next steps are our best steps. Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, the weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you dropped in. You can find us on all your favorite podcast providers. Do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Check out our show notes for more information regarding guest contact information. Chris Maxwell's 11th book, Equilibrium, 31 Ways to Stay Balanced on Life's Uneven Surfaces, is available now at www.chrismaxwell.me or Amazon, where you can find all of Chris's previous books as well. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. You can find their new musical releases at www.casualamericans.com or at your favorite music suppliers. We release Next Steps Leadership each Thursday, so join us again next week on the Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. Please fill my heart.